welcome to Making Business Profitable with EGS. What is EGS? It's EBITDA Growth Systems. What is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Why is EBITDA important? Because it tells you how much your business is worth. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back. We'd like to introduce our special guest today. We have a special guest, uh, Chris Latino with Latino and Associates uh, CPA firm. And Chris is uh, a neighbor. Uh, we're in Chris's building. Uh, I've known Chris for around 20 years and I've known his father for the same amount of time. And uh, we just want to welcome you here, Chris. Uh, you're our first guest and this is, this is huge for us. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, this is my first podcast, so this is huge for me too, and my uh, 11 and 13-year-olds couldn't be more proud. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so Dave, I'm, I'm like extremely jealous because this dude's got a radio voice, you got a radio voice, and I, I just like... Uh, I just turned the gain up on you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Try to give you a little bit, a little bit more bass. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, mean, I, I, I sound like, uh, what's that, uh, Mike Tyson? Uh, yeah. No, no, you don't tell like Mike Tyson. Okay, that's good. That's good. Good thing I'm wearing headphones because you can't bite my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, man, we appreciate you, you know, taking your time out to to share with us and in, in, in our community. We probably want to jump off uh, with a few questions around PPP. Yeah, I think let's let's talk about PPP today. That'd be great. Um, what? What was the intent? Because it's it seems like it's out of control now. It is a bit out of control. Um, it's sort of the elephant in Congress right now. Originally, when PPP was passed, it was right during the first part of the pandemic, where small businesses were struggling and with lots of things closing down. Um, a lot of people were worried about workers and how people were gonna get paychecks, especially if their businesses aren't open. So Congress acted relatively quickly to come up with a a vehicle to be able to provide money to a lot of small businesses um, and enable them with the categories that they wanted the money spent on to pay rent, to pay employees, and still stay afloat. Um, And at that time, we had no idea how long the, the pandemic would last and it was a, a great vehicle at the time but unfortunately they passed it so quickly that they didn't go into a lot of the nuances as far as um, how it would work and how it would function and uh, so it's, it's created a lot of questions and problems. Yeah, I got, I got some small business friends that are really concerned about uh, they may wind up with a lot more tax liability this year than what they thought they'd have in the beginning. Yeah, that's that's one of the, the current things that Congress is really trying to put a Band-Aid on, only because there's a lot of small businesses asking Congress people and uh, t- to maybe put another patch into the program. Um, essentially what has happened, when Congress passed the uh, PPP, it was designed to be a forgivable loan, uh, 100% forgiveness, if uh, you use the the loan for certain categories. So if you follow that logic, typically speaking from the accounting and tax perspective, when you have debt cancellation, 
that's a, a taxable event to you and, and that's income. Mm -hmm. Well, when Congress passed the PPP, they specifically excluded the taxable portion of it. Um, and then unfortunately about, I would say, somewhere around 10 weeks into the, the payroll protection period, um, the IRS went in and clarified an older ruling saying that if you have non-taxable income, any of the expenses that you have associated with that non-taxable income, you can't deduct those expenses. And so that has created this kind of phantom tax for people where any income they generated during the period that they were using the payroll protection program um, for their expenses, they're going to have income, but they're not going to have any corresponding expenses. And so not knowing that upfront and not planning for that, they're going to create a tax burden that they weren't expecting. The, yeah. the, the, the tax burden for the small and medium-sized business that they weren't expecting. Correct. That seems like it could be a real pain in the, in the, in the keister if, uh, if you say, hey, oh no, I wasn't doing very well. I used this to kind of bail myself out, but I really wasn't, it wasn't a money-making year for me. Um, how do I how do I survive? And then at the back at the end of the year, it's like oh, thank goodness I got the PPP. I don't have any cash left. I was able to kind of stay afloat, but now I have a tax liability for that. So it's going to definitely be a, a challenge for some of these companies. Yeah, I don't want to sound un-American, but uh, you know, if if you get a hundred dollars from the government and and the government turns around and says you got to pay some taxes on this hundred dollars, that would make sense to me. But uh, totally totally makes sense. Uh, when you say free, forgivable, and a lot of people don't think that way. Yeah, they think, hey, yeah. I'm getting something, and, uh, and oh, oh, wait a minute, I gotta pay for that? So I think you may mention of it, I think it would've been better to kind of clarify this up front. Absolutely, if it would've been clear at the beginning, like Mike just said, that if, if it was gonna say that even if they just had the income as um, free income instead of uh, forgivable debt. If they would have set it up that way, everybody would have understand from the beginning, yeah. like, hey, I'm, I'm receiving this money, but it's income and I have to pay taxes on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Chris, I think, you know, and one of the things that you said to us this morning is that, uh, you know, you have clients that um, pay their employees not to work. And uh, so that's, you know, that I had never thought about using your PPP that way, but I suspect that a lot of people did that. Absolutely, especially in industries where they were uh, forced to shut down like restaurants and bars and um, other services where you may be a cleaning service. Uh, when you go into people's houses, uh, they had effectively, all these industries that were shut down and the PPP was designed basically to pay people not to work so that you could still, and to be able to pay rent and things like that, that it had a wonderful purpose and yeah, kept yeah. a lot of people uh, out of unemployment and kept them, a lot of people in their homes. And so it, it served a wonderful purpose, but it's got this little backlash now against the actual owners of the business that I think Congress has to take a, a long look on how to, how to fix it. And the truth of the matter is, is if it sounds too good to be true, then you need to look into the details because <laughs> the government's never going to give you money and not... Uh, eliminate your tax liability. Yeah, but you know, um, you and I, Dave, uh, are working our way through this book called Silk Roads. It's a seven hundred page book that uh, is the history of the world from a from a um, Eastern perspective, and it's just a 
amazing read, but you have to read each page four or five times, and it's just so thick. Uh, well, that's child's play compared to the IRS regs. So oh my. To, to, to expect a small business owner to, to investigate, you know, what, what the IRS might be thinking, that's just not reasonable. So, you know, the small business owner is basically uh, left in the wind unless Congress does something different. So let's talk about the forgiveness process. I mean, what do we know about that? It sounds like it's a little bit all over the map still. Uh, absolutely, that's a, another good point as far as what's going on currently is as you had to apply for the program through a bank, depending on how good your bank is at understanding kind of the government uh, forgiveness forms and things like that, there are a lot of the major banks have, have created interface portals and, and applications and things that really assist the the common person or common business owner through the forgiveness, but there are a lot of local banks too that are, are really struggling that have not even been able to uh, roll out any kind of forgiveness platform yet. And, and that's very frustrating um, from CPA. We have a lot of our clients wanting to apply for their forgiveness, Sure, um, our firm included, and we don't have a method to apply yet. And it, it's, it's a very difficult proposition, but then there are other banks out there that um, have very integrated portals and software and have you know held the hands of their um, their customers very well and really walk them through that process. Do you need to wait for your bank to reach out to you and say, hey, you know, it's time for you to offer forgiveness? Does it all depend on the bank? Unfortunately, it is. Um, they're the ones that have to accept the application and get the required forms um, so that they come up with a determination of whether or not your loan should be forgiven and then they submit that opinion, if you will, um, to the SBA, and then that's when you determine that your loan is given. Seriously, is that the way to, wow, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's scary. I mean, you, you, you want standards, that, that, that there's no standard there. Um, a question for you, Chris. Uh, if, I, if I had a company that uh, took a PPP loan, um, do I get to uh, decide whether I'm going to take that, all, all that revenue and tax implication in 2020, or I get to push it to 2021, or is everyone going to be, it's 2021, you know, I mean, how, how do you know what tax year this crap is going to hit? That's another thing that is currently highly debatable because Typically speaking, if you know if your loan is going to be forgiven and the loan and the expenses occurred in 2020, even if you don't apply for your forgiveness till 2021, you report it as if it's been forgiven and, and do it in 2020. Or if you apply, if you file your 2020 taxes and then are later forgiven, then you have to go and amend those tax returns in 2020 because that's the year where the expenses and the forgiveness took place. I see. And so the very interesting ones are the very late comers to the, the PPP because their 24 week period won't have expired until 2021. And so people with a, a kind of a gap over that um, year end date where some of the expenses will occur in 2020 and some in 2021, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, thankfully with the, the 24 week forgiveness, you know, or the action period, 
that most all of these loans should be 100% forgiven. And so as a preparer, we're going to go on the assumption that, at least with our clients, um, nobody's going to treat it as a loan um, and they're going to get it 100% forgiven because it's better to go that way. I'd rather have a small tax burden because of the PPP than uh, have to pay back the whole amount as a loan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. And there's a stack. There's like a stack of information that you have to prepare and and submit with this too. You really have to have a lot together to be able to submit your PPP, right? Well, and thankfully, we, I'm going to give away the keys to the kingdom here, is um, with the extended 24-week period, um, most all of the PPP loans can be forgiven with exclusively with payroll, which is going to cut down the payroll or cut down the paperwork requirement of what to submit with your forgiveness application. Um, you can essentially get forgiven with your payroll reports, your 941s, your quarterlies during that 24 week period with the payroll register um, that you're a payroll provider or if you use QuickBooks, QuickBooks can, can print it out. Um, so payroll register, the actual quarterly tax reports, and then the bank statements where the, uh, the payroll money came out of. So most of our loans, even though there are other qualified expenses like rent and things like that, if you can qualify for, for full forgiveness just on payroll alone, that's going to be the easiest way to apply and be forgiven. And so that's that's the direction we're taking most of our clients and it simplified the process right, right. tremendously. So what if you so what if you have like eleven people, you file for the PPP and or and then you get you get the loan, right? Or you get the, the funding from the SBA and then you turn around and you're getting ready to file but you've had to let five of those people go. So how does that how does that work? Because maybe you didn't maybe you weren't able to maintain all the people you filed on. So yeah, you how, do, have, how does you that have work? to give pro rata money back? Huh? Depends, and this is goes into that question. You know, if I ask Mike, Mike, how much is it to paint my house? Well, Mike hasn't seen my new house yet, and so there's no way Mike can tell me the exact amount it is to, to pay for my house. So in a more money, more yeah. Money. No problem. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I've seen you paint, so it's no, no, please, please don't have my paint. Um, and so depending on, there's little nuance rules within the, uh, the PPP where you can reestablish employees. It depends on what percentage of employees you may have lost, um, whether they're coming back. It depends on when they were lost and how they were lost. Um, there's all kinds of nuances, and so that one specifically in that example is a case by case where that person better be working hand in hand with their banker um, so that they apply it correctly because um, the banker's the one that's helping them determine how much of this is a loan and how much is forgiveness, and also either with their CP CPA or their, their tax preparer to go through um, you know some of those catches so that if you rehire somebody by a certain date and does that, um, make your loan forgivable versus turn it into a loan. Right. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, we really appreciate you coming down and joining us. Um, Chris Latino with Latino and Associates here in Lafayette, Colorado. What a wonderful family business um, that he just bought from his dad. Super, super awesome. Congratulations to you. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll keep it rolling, but really appreciate your insight on the PPP. Right on, Dave. Right on, Chris. Right on, Mike. Right on, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys.
we at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance. If you want more information, go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com. That's E-B-I-T-D-A growthsystems.com.